Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which aims to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. It's a great blessing to have you join us for this Thursday's teaching. In life, there are many voices that can influence a believer. The subtle voice of the Holy Spirit is often the quietest voice in our lives, but it is the one that is most essential for guidance. Today's message is a lesson on how to hear the voice of God better and how to understand His will and its different aspects. The perfect will, the imperfect will, and what it means to be totally out of the will of God. After today's word, I believe you will be a Christian who values waiting on God as a major part of your lifestyle. Listen to today's word and be blessed. I just want to talk about the crowns we're going to wear when we finish here and we get up there. want to share about the crown of righteousness he gives to everyone who looks for his return I want to give my life and strive to have that blessed crown it is your great reward from the king of kings the winner takes the crown Goes through all the power Walks the streets of love In glory, victory So will you overcome All the tests and trials Will you lay aside All the sin glorious mansion a mansion built for you by your Lord and King you must wear your crown overcome temptation and you can have a crown a crown forevermore the winner takes the those who overcome Walks the streets of love In glory and victory
Oh, did you enjoy the songs from the stars? Well, please take out an offering. It's time to give an offering. Oh, please lift up your offering. Let's pray. Lift it high above your heads and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this seed that we are given. We give because we love you. Bless our seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's welcome the stars to give us another powerful song. We must heed a certain call We must come Come together and preach We must share the word of God To every boy and girl We must show The greater love of God See we can go on
Hallelujah. We've had a very nice starter. I'm telling you, we've had a very nice starter. And it's time for the main meal. Hallelujah. And as we've been hearing about the voices, I believe that God is changing us. Amen. And I don't know what's coming, but I believe that we are going to be more blessed. So with a round of applause and a standing ovation, I want us to welcome our father, Bishop Daggerwood Mills. Father, thank you for the blessing today in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Well, turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We've been sharing about how to become supernatural by following the voice of God, isn't it? So read First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. What does it say? There are, it may be, many kinds of voices in the world, isn't it? Okay, is that not so? And none of them is without significance. In other words, there is no voice, none of the voices is not like significant. In other words, each voice is, is significant in the sense that some of the voices can destroy you. Alright? If you follow certain voices, you are done for. No more hope for you. And if you follow certain voices, you do well. So that's why he said in Deuteronomy 28 and verse number 1, he said, if you shall hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, then the Lord will lift you high above all other colleagues, colleague nations of the earth. So, we can, we can predict your status, or your standing, or your situation by the voice that you are listening to. Alright? Alright? Yeah. So, we can, predict your, we can predict your situation by the voice that you are listening to. So you must make sure that you listen to the voice of God. God is going to speak to you 
And so you have to learn how to, to listen to the voice of God so that you can do well. Amen. So when you start to go out of the will of God, the next stage you move to is to the imperfect will of God. And then the last stage is out of the will. So we have three places you can be. Everybody can be in the will of God, the perfect will of God, or you can move to the next stage, which is the imperfect will of God. It's like God has allowed it, but that's not what he really wants. And then the third stage is the uh, out of the will of God. Most Christians are in the imperfect will of God. Some are in the perfect will of God, and some are out of the will of God. So the largest group is the middle class, which is the imperfect will of God. And the reason why a lot of people are found in the imperfect will of God is because the imperfect will of God is also the will of God. But it's not the highest will of God. Like if I have a child and I I want my son to be uh, uh, to do science and to become a doctor, and he becomes a biology teacher. He has done science and I've accepted it. Do you understand? Uh, because he didn't like not go to school. He went to school, but he did biology to become a biology teacher. But my highest wish for him was that he should have been a doctor. So God has the highest wish for you. The highest will for you. But Christians are sliding between these three. Out of the will to the imperfect will, and then to the perfect will. Alright? Now, God may want you to pray, but you are reading your Bible. So, it is not out of the will of God to read the Bible. But you may be reading pornography books. That one may be out of the will. Then you may be reading the Bible, which may be, is imperfect with God. At that time, he wanted you to pray. Do you understand? Or you may be reading a book by somebody, some other Christian, but God may want you to have read a book by somebody else. Do you understand? So, the highest uh, way by which you can be blessed in this life is to be in the perfect will. So, you see, a Christian must be striving hard to be in the perfect will of God. Now, it is not easy to just know the perfect will of God. Why? Because of the other voices. There are so many voices it may be. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 10. That are always speaking. Alright. Now, the voice of the Holy Spirit is the quietest voice in our lives in a normal day. On a normal Tuesday or a normal Wednesday, you rarely hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Why? What I'm going to do now, alright, is... I'm going to ask the stars to come back on stage. Come back on stage. And take your microphones. And you will see that there are, it may be many voices. <laughs> Alright? And, and what, what song are you going to sing now? What are they going to sing? So stand, stand right here. No. Oh, 
Drive them away. Yeah. That is where the message about waiting on God took. When you wait on God after one day, come back, I'll show you. After one day, after as we wait on the Lord, after one day, then, oh, start. After one day, the voice of your mother will be gone. And the voice of your father, by the second day, is going down. And then by the third day, the voice of the flesh. That's why, that's why waiting on God is not just sometimes one day. But after one day, the voice are not, you see, after, I've been here for three days. These voices are still the voice of your spouse and the voice of your beloved and the voice of your former beloved. Your former beloved who cursed you when you broke up with her. Hey! And the circumstances, they are going down for voices. And then the voice of your lecturer. I'm left with only one voice. Give your life. Give your life. Voice. Make this is the message that I'm playing. I'm playing some preaching messages oh, as I'm waiting on God. Left with only one voice. I'm, I'm, as I'm waiting on the Lord, Shandala, Bandala, Balaba, I'm having, I'm having one voice left. Only one. Oh, it has taken me five days to remain that one voice. For them to be quiet. And then even this one, I need it to be okay. It's okay now. I'm beginning to have certain, I'm beginning to hear just the voice of the Lord now. So most Christians don't wait on God. Most Christians don't wait on God. Almost every pastor that I know who is famous today in Ghana used to pray at Legon Gardens for days. Robert and Pierre Kofi, uh, the uh, other pastors, I mean, we're all at the gardens waiting on the Lord. It's part of our life. Today's Christian, when they are going to marry, they come and ask the pastor whether they should marry. Yes. Whether I should marry the person. You get it? Yeah, and they don't, they, they just look, oh, the girl is beautiful, he's nice, whatever, but they don't wait on the Lord. You know, you must be scared of all these voices, so none of these voices lead you to a good place. The best voice, some of them lead you to the middle class, which is imperfect will. But the real voice that leads you to the perfect will of God is um, the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit, Jesus leading you. Okay, so I just want to thank you, last voice. Now, I'm just going to one more scripture and then we are done for the day. Oh yeah, today I'm preaching for a short time. More singing. More singing. Ooh. I've been preaching all week long. You've had enough my sermon, those of you who came. Now, how to... Uh, I'm giving you what we call, what I call a last... You know when you are playing uh, uh, cards... We have what they call the last kalo, which means that it's like your ace or the last 
weapon you can use against all these voices. I'm going to give you one weapon that in your desperation, I would suggest that you use that weapon to wipe out the voices and just make things clearer for you. Are you listening to me? Yeah, because there will be voices all the time. You know, like now, I want to do crusades, but I have different people invite me, come and preach here. I can preach in the church. I can preach. We are here. I could be in the Kodesh. I could be here. I could be so, I can so, so it, you will never be free of this battle till you get to heaven. Okay? So, if you fail, for instance, in the marriage choosing, you, you, you stand a good chance of having a dark shadow, a penumbra shadow over the rest of your life. There will be a penumbra shadow of that decision. It will be cast over the rest of your life. And your life will always be affected by the shadow. The penumbra shadow. You see, we have the umbra and the penumbra. So the penumbra shadow will be cast over your whole life. Your ministry, your business, your finance, everything is affected by it. So I want to just give you this one thing that you can use in the future and from today actually. You can start using it from today. Actually, I'm going to give you two keys. One key is related to what I preached to you last week about the voice of the Bible. And the second key is, is your last key against these multiple voices. Yeah. But there are all these two keys are found in one verse. Yeah, they are found in one verse. One helps you with the Bible and then the second one helps you to just know what to do. Okay? Alright. You want to do that? Okay, so turn with me to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3. Now, Proverbs 3 verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean out to thine own understanding. Okay? In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now, the first one is found in verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Now, always you went trust in the Lord to trust the Bible more than you trust yourself. Now, what does it mean? Do not lean to your own understanding or your own mind. Okay? So, always accept that the Bible is wiser than you. Because as you go through life, you are going to find for sure opportunities to believe that the Bible is not as clever as you are. Let me give you three examples. Okay? Let's take the first example. Number one, business. When you finish school and you are going into life. I mean, if you ask me, now listen to what I'm If you ask me, what should you do? I would say with my own understanding, my own understanding. See, I'm using my understanding. With my own mind and my own understanding, I would say to you, number one, do your master's. Number two, do your PhD. Number three, whilst you are doing your master's, apply for jobs internationally. Singapore, Malaysia, Japan, anywhere. Try to get into a system. Which system 
may because sometimes it depends on where you get into. If you get into a good system, it, you you surprise that you can just flow through the system and one day you become the chief executive of that organization. That's what I that's what I advise you with my own mind, with my understanding. Okay. Now, what does the word of God say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God rather than all these other things. So. With based on the word of God, I would advise you. I would advise you to give yourself to work for the Lord. But with my just raw mind, with just my pure mind, I would advise you to work for God with just my pure mind. But I cannot lean to my own. Lean not. In other words, don't be leaning towards that. Lean not to your understanding. Sometimes when we preach the word of God, people think our minds are not working. Our minds are working. Our understanding is working, but we don't lean to it. We lean, we trust more in the Lord. Our minds are working. Our minds are working. Our minds are working. People think that when a man has one wife and a man is faithful to his one wife, he has not seen other beautiful girls. That his mind is not, he's not able to see. Christians who are able to stay faithful to their wife, they can see other beautiful girls. And they like other beautiful girls as well. And they notice them. But they don't, they discipline themselves not to. But it's not that they haven't seen or they can't see. Or they don't have feelings. It's like, oh, I've married a wooden tree. No. So when we are preaching the word of God, people think we don't know what is right to, or what is not as right, but what, what, what your mind will tell you to do. Our mind will not tell you to go and do this. Then number two, if it comes to money, I would advise anybody to take your precious money that you don't have much of to put it in an offering. <laughs> I would advise you to do that if I look you in my mind. Based on my mind, I would never advise you. And, 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 and worst of all, tithe. 10%. I mean, think of how small it is already. And you are going to take away. You are starting to share as though you are a rich man. Are you rich or poor? You know that you are not rich. And out of your poor money, little that you have, you are now taking percentages as if you are whatever. I would advise anybody to do that if I use my mind. That's what my mind is. That's what I'll tell you what is in my mind. That's what is my understanding. The Bible said don't have understanding or don't have a mind. It said don't lean to understand. Rather trust the Lord. So it's like there are always two minds. This one and this one. But you dare not lean to your understanding. Rather to trust the Lord. Yeah. When it comes to marriage. You are, some of you are not married. There are a lot of marriages that if I was to use my own advice, I would advise you brother you back the wrong horse out quickly. Some people I can see from the first day, sometimes the second day, third day, sometimes within the first they start the conflict right at the beginning. And if I was my own understanding, I said, brother or sister, look, you backed the, you, you betted on the wrong horse. There were 14 horses and you chose number 12. Number one was winning, and you chose number 12. Number 12 is last. It's easy to see. But 
You dare not. You dare not even advise somebody to do that. Even if you think so, you dare not. As a pastor or as a Christian, you dare not go by your thinking. You go by the word. You dare not. Yeah. Trust. And lean not to your own understanding. Your own understanding will always be there. Then there's the what God's word says. Trust the Lord. Trust that one and hold that one. And don't forget about your own understanding on a matter where the Bible is clear. Where the Bible is clear, it is clear. If you are surprised at what I'm saying. Why should you take 10%? Think about it. You have only 10 CDs. How much can 10 CDs do? As you've come to church, the money you have cannot even uh, do much. Cannot go home. What can you do with it? And out of that, you are now going to slice off a major section. Is it sensible? Does it it show common sense? Yeah. So will you advise somebody in your natural mind to take some of the money? Look at the pastor's car that he came to church with. And look at yourself as you were taking seven trucks to come here. Seven buses to come here. Look at the car that the pastor is driving. And you walk in the rain and you came to church. And you are going to give money that is also going to help to support him because a pastor eats from the offering. Everything I have is true offerings. My shirt is true offering. My trousers are true offering. My shoes are true offering. Because I only work for the Lord. I don't have any other business. I don't have business. I don't have investment. I don't have even bonds. Share, uh, what do you call shares? Stock, treasury. I have nothing. I only have God and the work that I'm doing. I have no business. I don't have a taxi. I don't have a trotter. I don't have any canoe. I don't have any canoe. I don't have any fisherman who is bringing me fish every day. I don't have anything. It's just God. Everything I have is from God and through offerings. Yes. I'm not ashamed of it. That's my work. You can go and do another work if you want. So with your mind and your understanding, you look and say, ah, me, I walk in the rain. This man was covered in his car as he was coming. And I'm going to say that it doesn't make sense that you should give offerings. So don't give, okay? That's your understanding. But the Bible says, do not lean. Your understanding is on the left and God's word is on the right. So which we are, everybody is either leaning towards this or leaning towards this. Okay? It's up to you. It's up to you. Are you sad about what I'm saying? No, I'm just telling you the truth. The truth is that your mind is working. Yeah. Or you may see a beautiful girl. Where is that? Where is that? Where is that? Where are those two girls? They should come. The one with the phone and then the other one, the other sister, Cassandra and Oh, have they changed? Oh. I wish they hadn't changed. Hey. Oh God. Which one of these should you choose? And maybe this one is from a poor home. She doesn't have much. Every day she wears these batik dresses. (laughs) And this one, she's from Dubai. Dubai. 
This one doesn't even have a handbag. Uh, this one has a lift up your handbag. Wow. With matching shoes. And a Range Rover outside. But she came in a bus. Seven trotros. And the first love bus. She cannot, she does not even have money to do her hair. But she has a lot of, so she has done this wonderful hairstyle. Wow. Is it not amazing? So he said, lean not to your own understanding. By your own understanding, this one from Dubai, when I marry her, she already has gold reserves in the bank. The money that she puts in the bank is gold. You know some people deposit gold in the bank. Apart from, how did you know that? You've been putting gold in the bank. Movies. Yeah, some people have gold in the bank. They don't have money. Yeah. So this, she has a gold, look at, she has a gold chain. And she has these beads. Rubber, rubber beads that she bought at Makola. Okay, thank you. And she has high heels. Uh, she, she could not afford high heels. There's no heels at all. Oh, this one shoe cost one thousand dollars. This one shoes was ten CDs, ten CDs at circle, two CDs, two CDs at circle. This is two CDs. This is one thousand. Thank you. Wow. The last point for my message today, which is the, the, going to help you with the many voices, all right, is the one which says, the one which says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Wow. Now, I remember um, this is the greatest key. When you don't know what to do, in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your path. When he directs your path, you don't have anything to do because he will no more speak to you. He will speak to your paths. He's going to direct the path, not direct Rebecca. In all thy ways, acknowledge that he shall direct thy paths. You will not be directed. He will direct the paths. So he speaks then to circumstances. And he arranges things for you. And all that you have to do is to keep walking according to the circumstances that he has arranged. And sometimes he breaks your heart with uncontrollable circumstances which you'll be crying about. That's why you should really acknowledge the Lord. Because sometimes when you acknowledge the Lord, Lord, I confess I'm trying to enter this relationship. The Lord said, okay, I've heard. As you enter the relationship, then a beast will come. And you see that you've broken up. 
Do you understand? And that was the Lord's answer. The Lord answered your prayer because you acknowledged him. So he broke it up for you. He brought a wild beast and the beast has quenched your relationship. Then you'll be crying. But you prayed. You prayed about it. Acknowledge the Lord and he broke it. He said, thank you for acknowledging He shall direct your path. Those of you who have not traveled into international airports before. How many have been to an international outside Africa airport before? <laughs> Raise up your right hand. Raise your right hand. Outside Africa airport. Uh-huh. You will see that the airport, if Kotoka airport will be, the airport we have will be one over hundred of such an airport. Yeah. The airport, let's say in Dallas, would extend up to here and beyond from where it is at Accra Airport up to here and towards Kolebu. And beyond even. The airport, just the airport. Yes. When you arrive at a place, you take a train within the airport, you see airports, eminent, huge. And you can never find your way from one place to another. In fact, some airports like Paris Airport, I mean, when they give you the time that the flight, you arrive at 8, then the flight is at 10 past 9, you can never make it. From the time you arrive at 8 to the plane at 9, you will never make it. Yeah. If you've been a number of times, you know that you cannot make it. The plane will leave you. The two hours, you'll be there exactly to go on board. So, there is no way to know how to go. So, the airports are guided some of them, not all. They close doors and they leave spaces. So you just, you only have one place you can go. But this side is closed, this side is closed, that side is closed. So only here is left. So you, you just keep on going. So that the path has been direct. This path has been closed. That has been closed. That path has been closed. But this one has been left. So when God is directing a path, he closed, he wanted to do master's Bam, you couldn't get a first class. So, bam, he's closed it. You wanted to do medicine. Bam, you do biology. Because he wanted you to be a biology teacher so that he could use you to do certain things with your biology teacher. So, a lot of us will not be so sad anymore when apparently bad things are happening. Because you know that God is bombing certain places. And directing your path to certain places. Amen. Alright. So just make sure you acknowledge the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. We must wait, wait, wait on the Lord. We must wait so that the voices will come down. Other voices will come down. Sometimes it takes three days before the voice of the flesh or your mind. The, the, how your mind comes down. When I, at least with me, so that it takes me sometimes three days before I become a little calm. I, I know when I say calm, I mean there's a certain entropy in your mind. How your mind is racing. Calls you have to make, text you have to make, things you have to do, it just goes down. But it takes time for the voices to go down. And go down and down and down and down. Till it's just you and your bottle of water. And your Lord. Can you do? Can you do? Or you cannot do? 
Try. Try to wait on the Lord. Anybody who will become something in God is being directed by God. Anybody who looks successful is not successful. God is arranging things for the person. Yeah. Anybody whose marriage works, if marriage is not successful, it is God who is helping. Anything that is working, it is God who is doing it. I'm telling you. Okay? Now, turn with me to First Chronicles, the last scripture. The last time I told you it was the last. But it's related to this one. First Chronicles chapter 17. Now, verse 7. Last week, I read it to you, but for a different reason. Now, therefore, thou shalt say this to my servant David. I took you. You see, David didn't know. He was being taken from the sheep, from following the sheep, that thou shouldest be a leader of my people. Amen. Wow. And I've been with you wherever you have gone. David went to so many places running away from Saul. Isn't it? David went to so many places running away from Saul. And he said to him, I've been with you to so many places. Wow. And I've cut off all your enemies from before you. All the battles that David won, God was informing him, well, for your information, I cut them off for you. Wow. And I will make you, now he's telling him, I will make you a name. Like the name of the great ones who are in the earth. God, I'm going to make you famous. How many want to be famous? How many want to be famous? I can't see. Listen, God is the one who makes you have a name. Yeah. You can never be famous unless God makes you famous. But anyway, so listen carefully. Are you listening? How many are listening carefully? I'm ending. God is I am the one. Hello? I'm praying a prayer and I'm saying, Lord, show me when you are arranging circumstances so that I can know. But God is telling me, I am always arranging circumstances for my children. People that you meet, people that you know, things that happen, things that don't happen. My hand is in it. Wow. This reminds me of a wonderful vision that Kenneth Hagen had in uh, 1989 minus 25 is what? 89 minus 25 is what? In 1964. Yeah. When he was, he was preaching. Said, and I'm, I'm, he said, and I must have told you this vision before, that he was preaching somewhere. And uh, they had polished the floor of the stage. Okay. And uh, he came down. So when he came down, he jumped up again. But when he jumped up, there, there was a, a lady in the church had put a tape recorder by the pulpit. He didn't see. He said those days, that's how they recorded messages. So when he saw, he didn't want to 
step on the new tape recorder that they had put there for recording the messages. So he avoided it. And when he did, his leg came on the wood. He said that the floor was very polished. So he slipped like this. And when he slipped, he fell down. So when he fell down, he blocked his hand with his elbow. You see? And then when he got up, it was hurting him. He said it was really hurting. But um, he continued preaching. When he finished, he said, you know, my hand is really in pain. The way it is, I think that I need to see a doctor. And there was a nurse who, in the, who said that she works in the hospital and there's a doctor, whatever. He comes to the hospital at exactly this time. So she suggests that they should go and see him. He's the, one of the leading surgeons. So they went. They decided to go. So he, the woman, and his wife, and they got in the car and they went. So after they were in the car, uh, a voice spoke in the car. And the voice said to him, I will explain what has happened, what is happening to you. Don't worry. He said, don't worry about it. And, he, and listen, listen to this. This is the part this is the part that I came to tell you this morning. He says, and I will arrange everything for you. Yeah. Listen, I will arrange everything for you. So when he got to the hospital, the doctor, they took an x-ray and they, he thought it was broken. The doctor said, it's not broken. So he was happy. But not knowing that it was worse than broken because it had dislocated from out of the, and all the tendons and muscles were disconnected. So that he has to be operated that day. So they operated and he said, you know, all the people in the hospital were wondering because as he was lying on the operation, he was speaking in Tessa, he was speaking in Psalms. So they were, they were like something like Jesus has come to the hospital or whatever. So he said he, he slept sleeping in, speaking in tongues and woke up speaking in Psalms. Yeah. So the next day, he was in the hospital waiting and recovering in the afternoon. At about 5.45, this was quiet. He said, as he was lying sitting in his chair, the door opened up, inches open, 10 inches. So he could see and saw somebody coming. He heard the footsteps. And when he looked at a gown, he thought it was a nurse. And he saw the feet. No shoes, it was sandals. And he said, the door opened. It was Jesus. He walked in and came and took a chair the chair and came to sit by him. He said, I was sitting by him. He said, I could touch him like this. And he said, I've come to talk to you about what happened yesterday. <laughs> then he said to him, he said to him, I told you that I will arrange everything. And he said, told him, he arranges arranged a doctor. Because at that particular time the best surgeon of, of these things was there. And he told him at the end of the vision that always pray for people who are sick and always pray for people who are seeing doctors. Pray for them because when you pray my, my power also goes to add and it gets better. He said, he told him, I told you that I will arrange everything. Then he, he told him, he said, I'm sure you are asking in your, I'm sure you are asking he said about three questions. I'm sure there are about these questions are in your head. Why did you allow something like this to happen to me? 
And I said another one. I'm sure you are saying that. Could you not have prevented it? And he asked him a third question. I'm sure. Whatever. He was preaching about this. He said he was preaching. He said he has not spoken about this for 25 years. And he suddenly decided to talk about it. And he explained. So it's like the whole accident is a plan. And the healing was also a plan. And he said, I will arrange everything. That's what happened to David. He said, I've been with you everywhere you went. I've cut off all your enemies. All the people were fighting you. All, you, you defeated. You fought every war and you won every war. All the time it seemed like you were super. But the Lord said, I was with you. I'm the one organizing. Yeah. So my friends, I'm sharing with you today, look, the power of acknowledging the Lord in all thy ways. He shall direct thy path. He couldn't get involved himself. Yeah. So when you think that way, you'll never be afraid. Because you know that to die is an arrangement. It's a plan. Yeah. Yeah. He said in 1965, he had a clear prophecy from God about a fellow pastor that the pastor was going to die. And he wrote it down and he went to and the Lord had the Lord said that although he has had prophecy, he has not had a prophecy with a date before. But that was the first time he had a prophecy with a date. And the Lord gave him that before nineteen sixty six is over, this pastor will be dead. And it was it was 1965 at the beginning of 1965. So the whole of 1965 ended. And then the whole of 1966 in December, the pastor was driving in a car. And a car had only one light. He met a car that had only one light. So he thought, you know, cars with the, that's why it's important when you are driving in Africa to use highlights. Use a highlight. Because those rules about high and low light. They are for places where there are lights. There are street lights. It's true. So he met the car and the, 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 the side without a light hit the car. And the pastor died. He was in the hospital sometime, but he died. His wife was also in the, in the car. And he, he laid hands on her apparently and raised her from the dead. And then he died. And by December... He was dead. This was a very great man of God. He was so great that they did not bury him. They did not want to bury him. They said, they, I mean, they cannot bury him. They, stay. they said he will rise from the dead. And he was dead till April when they decided to bury him in Easter, at Easter time. Yeah. But he was given the date. Wow. One day he said he went to preach somewhere. And as he was preaching, the Lord told him, the pastor of this church is going to die. Yeah. So, the pastor pastor of this church is going to die. Yeah. So, one one of the days while he was there, and he said that when he was preaching, especially in the morning session, the pastor doesn't come to church. Always moving around, doing so many things. So, the pastor was never there to listen. So, one day he told the wife, he asked the wife, do you know that your husband is going to die? He asked her. She said, I know. I know. 
They said, please talk to him. So they arranged a dinner. And he and the wife and the talked to them. And the guy was still not, his eyes moving around, he would not listen. So when he was leaving the church, eh, the Lord told him, the pastor will die exactly, he gave him the day. <laughs> and the day was exactly seven days from Sunday. So he drove to the next town, not far. When he got to the next town, which is where he was going to preach the next day, he told a man who was there, he said that, watch, you see the church I just came from, next week Sunday, the pastor will die in his church. Yeah. <laughs> he said, he told the man, he said, watch, next week Sunday, the pastor will die in his church. Now I'm just trying to show you how supernatural things are. He said exactly a week, exactly Sunday, the pastor was preaching in his pulpit and he had a heart attack and died in the pulpit. Yeah. So I'm just trying to explain to you that, hey, God can, I don't know how, because let's say God can make me meet Tope. Or he can make me meet Rhoda. Or Gales. Or Nelson. Anybody. But like, how did it happen? I don't really know. I mean, I wish I could, sh- when I see somebody walking, so this person walking, he's being pushed by an angel. So then I'll know that, oh, I should relate with, carefully with that person. But they seem to come as normally, everything seems to be like just the normal circumstance of life. So that is why the Bible says, you have eyes, but you cannot see. It's like you are seeing things, but you don't seem to see what you are seeing. So, that's why we need to, I mean, there's no way, but see, this is the greatest art you can learn for yourself. is the art of hearing. So many things God has shown me and guided me to do. And always the word of God is a strong, is a strong guiding force. Yeah. So I will, I will, I will, I will recommend for every young person waiting on God. I mean, if you have never been to wait on God yourself without anybody, not that three of you are going for a prayer meeting or seven of you are going for that you alone are going to wait on God. You, are, you have never become a man of God. You are not a man of God at all. A man of God is somebody who is found in the wilderness alone, waiting on the Lord. So, that is why the devil used some people to close down the botanical gardens. So that people could not go there to pray. And in those days, you never find a group praying. You see individuals. Sometimes a very small group, but individuals. All those people became men of God. All. Because we've prayed certain prayer. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Lighthouse Chapel, I prayed. I remember praying every night on the beach. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Then things start to happen. Things start to happen. You start to meet people. Some people don't like you. I had my assistants, most of the people who were with me in medicals, all have left me. All left me whilst I was in school. They said I was proud, I was this, I was this, I was that. I've not been called, whatever. They all left. When they moved out, then comes Bishop Saki, then comes Bishop Eddie and my wife, who were not medical students. But originally, I was surrounded by medical students. Yeah. But they all found me somewhere at a point. They all left. (laughs) And then the people move into place. I was very sad. This one is going, this one said, this one said. One of, one of my very good friends in medical school, he said to me, 
I wish I could take back the words that I've said about you. Yeah. Oh, they said a lot of bad things. But all those people, God just removed and rearranged his own group of people. Yeah. Arranged his own group of people. So, all I can share with you is what I'm sharing. I don't know what else I should say. I finished preaching. Do you understand? The point that I have is these are the only points. Is it enough? Yeah. I've shared with you visions, wild visions, scary visions. You to see that things are arranged. Things are arranged. So I want you to trust in the Lord for your spouse for your relationships. People that you relate to. People that you get to know. No. But there is a man I, I got to know. He's, he's a, a, a pastor in Asia. He's a pastor in Asia. Look. He, since I got to know him, he always promotes me. I, I, and I don't know why. When I say promote, he will introduce me. When Yongicho wanted to come to Ghana, because he had had a bad experience, I'm at the wrong place, right? He had had a bad experience with a certain country and a certain group who are our brothers in Ghana. Huh? He had had a bad experience. This, this pastor... So he, he stood. He stood at the meeting. He told. He said he can. He can host you. He can host Doctor Cho. He stepped. He said he can host Doctor Cho. Then he invited me, and he keeps inviting anything. He said, oh, "Let this one. He, he, he can do." Yeah, but I don't know why. I don't know why. He can be my father. Yeah, I, I see him as a father too. But there are people like that. You know, God will just bring a person. The person will. Will like you and will just somehow, I don't know. But you see, some of us are foolish, so we spoil these type of relationships. But some things are going to come through that. You see? Yeah. So that somebody lower than you is also being sent from the Lord. It's also an important person. It's not only people who are somebody you can do something for. So, yeah, because I think you can do something for me, you are from the Lord. As, as I am with you, and look at your age, what can you do for me? What can you do for me? That, you, don't, you don't relate, you don't think of people as supernatural because the person can do something for you or give something to you. Then you are thinking of something else. You should, you should recognize different people as God has put them in your life. Yeah. That's why I relate with Archbishop. I'm very happy that I relate with him very well up to today. Yeah. You can see that my, my way of preaching is different from his way of I have number one, number two, number three, up to fifty, up to hundred. I have more points. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy relating with him. I, because I was, when I became a, a born again Christian, that's where I went to church. That's my church. I don't, it, my church, it will always be my church. It's still my church. Yeah. 
I have no reason to quarrel with my pastor. Even if a quarrel wants to come, I have to control that quarrel. <laughs> wow. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own. Uh, what you understand is just separate them in your head. This is my understanding. And this is the Lord. My understanding to the side. So when, when you marry your, your husband is fooling. You've married a foolish husband. Huh? And your understanding is telling you, look, I'm only 27 years old. Let me make my way out of this one quickly. I am still beautiful. A lot of guys will still like me. Let me make my way out. That's your understanding. Lean not. Lean not to your own understanding. When your wife, you have realized that she cannot even fry eggs. Do you understand? Better get a trainer to train her in making eggs. But that is what you have. And you have to work with it. If you marry somebody who doesn't like bathing, you cannot come out. Just buy a lot of perfume. So, when you see the person, you just say, so that you can stay happily with the person. That's all. But don't bring any divorce papers. Lean not to your own understanding. When it's time to choose, what shall I do? What can make me rich? Wow. Look at me having an Iron Sharpness Iron Conference today. The pastors coming from all over the world. Even Benny Hinn and others. Huh? From the places that I've been to. I never thought I would. I never thought I would have, I'd travel again in my life. Now, I've, when people invite me, mostly I'm unable to go. It's amazing. Wow. Is it not fantastic? Yeah. Otherwise, I would never be in Ghana for even one day. Is it not amazing? Fantastic. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You see, you sing the song, but today I want you to remember. Don't just sing it. Think about it. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways. Everything, everything acknowledge the Lord. When you are going to bath, say, Lord, I'm going to bath. When you are going to eat, say, Lord, I'm going to eat now. When you are going out, say, Lord, I'm going out. One lady, she told me she was in a house at uh, Sakumono or somewhere. And somebody came to her in the evening around 7 o'clock and said, I'm going somewhere. Let's go. She said, I'll go with you to come to the airport and come. When she, when they got to the airport, something happened in the car and they had an accident. They had an accident at the airport junction. And her mouth, she was telling me, she said, she said, look, I, I don't have even one tooth. All this is artificial. She said, it was just in the early evening. And all the mouth came out. Yeah. So when you are going out, say, Lord, I'm going, I'm going out. Yeah. In other words, which way 
does the Lord not want to be involved in? You see, many of us allow the Lord into seven rooms. But there are three rooms that he is not supposed to come to. Wow. And the seven rooms that you don't allow, the devil comes, knocks at the door, and when he comes in, he comes into your house and he starts to face you. But the Lord is up three rooms. Those three rooms that you didn't allow him, he's up there. So the devil knocks. When you open the door, he comes in. Lord is upstairs. You are downstairs with the seven. You've told the Lord that he shouldn't come to, he should stay up. Those areas, you don't want him to come. So the devil comes and torments you. You'll be crying, Lord, Lord, Lord. But the day that you say, Lord, now take over every room, including the downstairs and the upstairs. Because some of you, God is only in your quiet time. The quiet time room is upstairs, prayer room upstairs, and Bible study room. The rest, beloved, personal life, financial, they are all downstairs on the ground floor. And those ones, you told the Lord that when it comes to education, he shouldn't come into that area because you have got advice already. You understand? And also the Lord hasn't got any degrees. He didn't have any masters. He's a carpenter, and you know. Carpenter cannot advise. Then you open and say, Lord, have all the rooms. So the Lord says, I'm coming downstairs. He comes downstairs. He comes to your business room, beloved doses room, friendship room, church room, uh, dressing room, your dresses, clothes, business, everything. The kitchen. He comes to the kitchen. When we are preaching at camp and we talk about bathing, we talk about cooking, it means the Lord is coming into all those rooms. So, now the Lord is everywhere. Then, three days later, and the Lord, who is now downstairs, He tells you, Wait, I'll answer the door myself. I'll answer. So he goes to open the door. When the devil sees, later I'll be back. And he goes, I'm in the wrong house. I thought the Lord was in the house, but upstairs. But not knowing the Lord has been open to all the rooms now. So trust in the Lord. In all your rooms, allow the Lord to be there. All your ways. Lord, I'm going out. Lord, I want to take this person. Lord, can I go with this one? Lord, what about this? Aida, she, she used to sing with another sister. The other sister was actually a better singer than her. Yeah. When I saw her, I said, what is this one's name? What is this one's name? I always spot singers. I said, what's her name? What's her name? When I'm sitting here, I ask a lot of questions. I said, what is, what is her name? It's okay. Wow. Both of them. What's the problem? 
Both of them were in the church. Okay, I've finished. It's okay, I've finished. Both of them were in the church. But one of them, one of them, that is her, stayed around in the church. The other one went away. Is she still around? Around somewhere? Okay. Yeah. So I ended up with her. I didn't see, I didn't hear, but Lord, show me thy ways, O Spirit of the Lord. No. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And I was left with her. So then she was, she was, she was with me. She's been with me for more than 10 years. So, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Some will leave and some will stay. The Lord's will will be done in you. Look, you people, you are going, this is a wedding church. You are going to have weddings and then two years, two years weddings. Like after you have been married for one year, we are not going to wait for five years celebration or ten years anniversary. Oh, we'll be doing repeated weddings. Just for happiness sake. How many want to have several weddings? Why not? Tell your neighbor, embrace new ideas. Wow. Yeah. My second wedding was nicer than my first. Yeah, because we are more relaxed. We are already married. There was less tension. You know everything that is happening. It's a seesaw wedding. I see you following the will of the Lord. Stand to your feet, everybody. Father, we thank you for your will that is being done today. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy on us and lead us in your perfect will. We love you. We thank you. We praise you for your power. Just put your hand on your belly and ask God to help you. To ask God. Follow His voice. Follow His voice. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ask God to help you to follow His voice. Follow His Spirit. Other voices must be quiet. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your blessing today. Thank you. Thank you for your blessing today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for your power today. Thank you for your blessing today. In the name of Jesus. We love you. We praise you. We thank you Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Lord help us. Help us not to lean to our own understanding. But to trust in you with all our heart. We thank you for this blessing. In Jesus name. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you, but you are not born again, but you want to be born again. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I pray with you right now. God bless you. Lift it up. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God, my life to Jesus Christ. I want to be saved. Maybe somebody invited invited you, but today you want to be born again. You want to say, Jesus, come into my life. I know I am a sinner. I know if I die today or I die tomorrow, I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell. Please pray with me and pray for me. If you are here like that, wherever you are standing, just stand there, but lift up your hand above your head so I can see. 
God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it up high. Pastor, help me today. I want to give my life to Jesus. God bless you. If you have lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Just come to me way up here in the front. God bless you. Yes. Stand right here. Alright. Close your eyes. Come stand here. Close your eyes. Come quickly. Say this. Say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Today I give my life to you. Please write my name in the book of life. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Please forgive me wash away all my sins. Today, I am born again. I'm a child of God because I believe in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.